It's Monday, April the 20th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, the price of oil tumbles and Hong Kong arrest activists. First, the world in brief. The price of American crude oil crashed by more than a fifth, falling below $15 a barrel to its lowest point in two decades. The slump came even as OPEC producers and their allies promised to slash production. Demand for oil has been clobbered by the coronavirus pandemic. Meanwhile, global storage facilities are overflowing with the black stuff. Walt Disney is furloughing 100,000 staff at its theme parks and hotels. The move, affecting around half its workforce, will save the firm around $500 million a month. It advised the workers to apply for government support. Disney gave no indication that it would also curtail executive bonuses or postpone dividends. However, Bob Iger, the acting CEO, is foregoing his salary. Amazon extended the closure of its six fulfillment centres in France as a standoff with workers over protections from the coronavirus continued. A court ordered Amazon to stop delivering all but essential items until it could carry out thorough safety checks. The e-commerce titan retorts that the definition of essential is vague. The dispute returns to court on April 21st. Jimmy Lai, a Hong Kong media tycoon whose Apple Daily frequently criticises the governments of both the territory and the Chinese mainland, was arrested along with other activists including lawmakers and barristers. Last year, opposition to an extradition law morphed into protests for greater democracy. Mr Lai and the others were arrested for organising and taking part in unauthorised assemblies. Spain's Prime Minister Pedro Sánchez said that children would be allowed greater freedoms to go outside from April 27th while general restrictions will remain in place until at least May 9th. Europe's second-worst-hit country behind only Italy seems past the peak of its crisis. Sunday's death toll was the lowest in nearly a month, but Mr Sanchez calls the improvements fragile. Nancy Pelosi, America's Speaker of the House, said that her Democratic colleagues and Republicans were very close on a package to add $250 billion to the country's small business rescue fund. Congress passed a $2.3 trillion stimulus last month, but applicants have already burned through all of its money allocated for small businesses. And a man disguised as a police officer went on a shooting spree around rural Canada, choosing targets apparently at random and killing at least 16 people, including a genuine Mountie. The 12-hour rampage around Nova Scotia is the worst mass shooting in the country's history. And now, here's today's agenda. Lifting lockdowns. Testing, testing. In several countries, some shops and schools reopened today, the first steps in loosening weeks-long lockdowns that have slowed the spread of the new coronavirus. To prevent a second wave, these countries are ramping up testing to identify and quarantine those infected before they can infect others. Scientists reckon that 70-90% to of all people an infected person comes into contact with should be traced, tested and isolated as necessary to stem outbreaks. To that end, Germany and other countries are hiring thousands of contact tracers and rolling out apps that log the details of people's close contacts in real time. To work, such an app needs to be downloaded by at least 60% of people. There are doubts that so many will opt in. But when the alternative is to remain at home for months, even the most privacy-minded Europeans may reconsider. A recent survey found that 70% of Germans would happily install a contact tracing app. Glacial Improvements The Nordics and COVID-19 Norway's kindergartens are reopening today, though schools will have to wait until next week. 
Physical therapists can resume work with new safety protocols, and Norwegians can again visit their summer cabins. These had been barred to lighten the load on medical evacuation teams. The country thinks it has COVID-19 under control. It has the lowest death toll in the pandemic of any Scandinavian country after adopting social distancing measures on March 12th. But it is not the first to start relaxing. Denmark began reopening schools on April 15th, and today its hairdressers go back to work. Both countries were early to close borders and impose lockdowns. Neighbouring Sweden, by contrast, has the fewest restrictions of any European country. Primary schools and restaurants are open, and the government has relied on citizens to observe social distancing recommendations themselves. The contrast has created a natural experiment. So far, tougher seems better. Sweden has the highest death rate in Scandinavia. Lockdown Blues The Politics of Reopening America America's lockdown is hurting. Unemployment offices are overwhelmed, meaning people are not getting the money they need soon enough. The government's small business loan program has run out of money, with at least 700,000 businesses, according to one senator, still awaiting loans. Right-wing activists in several states egged on by President Donald Trump have taken to the streets to protest against the lockdowns. Yet Mr Trump has released principles for reopening that look remarkably similar, for example to those of Gavin Newsom, California's Liberal Governor. Both highlight just how far America is from being able to reopen safely. They call for robust testing and contact tracing systems, which America does not have. The federal plan says healthcare systems must be able to quickly and independently supply protective gear and medical equipment in quantities sufficient to handle surges, currently a pipe dream. Americans may be chafing under lockdown, but a precipitous, politically-driven reopening would be disastrous. Breaking the Bank – Australian Pensions Australia's shutdown of non-essential businesses entering its fifth week seems to be helping stop the spread of COVID-19. Australia's economy, however, has taken a hit. Scott Morrison's government has sought to keep the country's many newly unemployed workers afloat through a wage subsidy programme and through their own savings. Today, Australia will begin letting savers withdraw up to 10,000 Australian dollars, or 6,370 American dollars, from their pensions early. They will be able to access another 10,000 Australian dollars after June 30th. Since the policy was announced on March 22nd, Australia's asset managers have readied themselves for the coming storm. They estimate savers could withdraw 50 billion Australian dollars, or 31.8 billion American dollars, from its 2.95 trillion Australian dollar asset pool. The industry grumbles that it was not consulted on the policy before its announcement. But Mr Morrison wants still more out of them, calling on one pension management firm to help recapitalise the struggling Virgin Australia airline. New blood. COVID-19 in Brazil. A new health minister, Nelson Teich, starts today. Brazil's president, Jair Bolsonaro, fired Mr. Teich's predecessor, Luiz Mandetta, on April 16th after the two clashed for weeks over measures to slow the spread of COVID-19. Mr. Mandetta supported the World Health Organization's social distancing guidelines. Mr. Bolsonaro wants Brazilians back at work. Mr. Teich says health and the economy are complementary. Officially, Brazil has 38,654 cases and 2,462 deaths, but insufficient testing means the real numbers are probably much higher. The peak is not expected until May or June, but some hospitals in Sao Paulo, the outbreak's epicentre, have 100% of intensive care beds already occupied by COVID-19 patients. A majority of Brazilians say they support lockdowns imposed by mayors and governors, but only 49% of Sao Paulo residents are fully adhering. 
Diehard fans of Mr. Bolsonaro drove their cars through the city in defiance on April 18th, honking and blocking traffic near a hospital. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Juan Miro, who was born on this day in 1893. Wherever you are, you find the sun, a blade of grass, the spirals of the dragonfly. Courage consists of staying at home, close to nature, which could not care less about our disasters. Each grain of dust contains the soul of something marvellous. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.